Your ears do not deceive you. You have just entered the Cryptid Creator Corner brought to you by your friends at Comic Book Yeti. So without further ado, let's get on to the interview. Hello and welcome to another episode of Comic Book Yeti's uh, Cryptid Creator Corner podcast. Uh, This is one of your hosts, Jimmy Gasparro, and I have a very exciting guest for you today. Um, I always say that like you're surprised who the guest is going to be, but I guess when you, you click on, you, you see their name. Um, but this is an artist who I'm very excited to talk to. You might be familiar with his work from Shanghai Red, uh, Children of the Woods, or my absolute favorite, the Volt comic series, The Plot. Um, uh, he has also done work uh, with uh, DC in terms of Batman Fortnite, and I believe there was a Joker Presents uh, a Puzzle Box issue and uh, a ton of amazing uh, cover work. Uh, but welcome to the podcast, Josh Hickson. Josh, how are you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, I'm, it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very excited to talk to you, especially as it's October 1st when we're recording this. Yes. I'm not sure exactly when this will go out as we head into Halloween, and the, the plot is just instantly became one of my all-time uh, favorite comic series that with uh was written by uh michael marisi and tim daniel and um i think you guys had two different colorists on that right it was jordan boyd to begin with yeah jordan boyd sadly i think that was his last book that he worked on hopefully he comes back to comics but um yeah yeah, i got to work with him and um kurt michael russell yeah right they both the whole thing yeah oh yeah um all what eight issues are are wonderful and i and then uh the whole thing's lettered by um jim campbell right yeah. uh but yeah it just instantly became uh one of my favorite series i i sometimes have a, a difficult time describing it to folks because i recommend it all the time but it's almost like uh i guess like a 70s gothic horror family trauma monster story yeah so. perfect yeah that, that was a, that was a good description i have a hard time kind of describing it too because yeah it's like you know i end up going like oh like a classic sort of monster story about a family that's haunted by this thing that they got to deal with and it's about yeah family trauma and um so yeah that was perfect okay. <laughs> better than i could have done <laughs> well thank you thank you um but I would just before we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I just kind of like to go back a little bit and, and talk in terms of um, I'm always fascinated by how anyone in a creative field, how, kind of how they got their start, whether mm. it's writing or um, whether it's art, whether it's acting, whatever it, it, it might be. So kind of um, how did you get your start? Were you always like drawing from a, a, a as a you know, when you were a kid? Is that how yeah. it, it began for you? Yeah, I have a very like distinct memory of being seven and going to like Walmart or something and getting a notepad and being like, I'm going to draw on this thing. Um, <laughs> and I drew just like the weirdest things. For whatever reason, I, w- I-, I went through like a-, a phase of like drawing families of inan- inanimate objects. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I'm sure that could be like psychoanalyzed or something. But um, yeah, I just I got this notebook and I just... I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I filled it up over the, the next couple of years. And then when I ran out, that was kind of like, oh, well, I don't have a, a sketchbook anymore. And I think there was like a lull and I didn't draw for a little while because I didn't think, oh, just get a new one. <laughs> um, yeah, but then I, you know, kept drawing. Um, I would draw from like comic books. I would like copy comic um, like pinups or whatever. I got this book from like a library and would just like, just sort of copy the uh, the images and right um yeah i was like kind of always drawing at a very young age and i think that's 
it was the thing that like I kind of decided to do on my own. You know what I mean? I think as a young kid, like, that's really important. Um, mm-hmm. There's just something about like you make this decision on you on your own, you do it. And, um, you know, especially if you already have a propensity to like art or whatever, um, it really kind of like stuck with me uh, over time. I did stop for like a while. Um, I kind of wasn't drawing very like heavily, probably in like my like 10 or 11. And then I picked it up again in like my early teens and started drawing like pretty, uh, trying to be more disciplined about it. Cause I, I at some point made the decision that like, this is what I want to do. Um, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just knew mm-hmm. I wanted to practice and, and learn and figure it out. Um, I knew I liked comics, but I didn't know how to go about, like, I grew up in North Carolina, so I, I had no idea how the hell I was going to get into to comics. I didn't go to school for it um, at the time or anything. So, yeah, it was at the, the, the beginning stages. It was just like, I love doing it. And I just kind of, you know, I did it for fun. And it was something that made me feel like good as a kid. I don't know. <laughs> right. You know? Did you have like a, any anyone else in your family that was uh, artistic or had yeah, pretty much everyone in my family is is artistic in some way. Um, okay, they all kind of draw or make or do something creative. Um, like uh, my parents were both very creative in that way. Um, so I think I think maybe it is like a gene thing, uh, a little bit. Um, yeah, so everyone kind of in my draws to, or in my family does some kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, creative thing music drawing and so when you you get older where you you said you had a gap and then you kind of you picked it up again and it's something you wanted to do like when you know even in north carolina not knowing how you would like get into comics or what it was you were going to do like what what made what was it for you that made the decision like this is what i want to pursue you know in school or pursue professionally well at the time i was like i Cause I was also really into music. So I was playing guitar. I wanted, you know, I wanted to be in a band or whatever. I wanted to figure out music, but mm-hmm. I think I, I just sort of, I guess I came to some sort of crossroads cause I was both drawing and doing music. And I was like, I have to pick one of these. Um, and for a while it was guitar and I was just like, this is going nowhere. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. For whatever reason, I was just more drawn to drawing. <laughs> um, and I can't really say for sure what it was that made me pick like one or the other. But um, yeah, I just I just remember being like, I'm going to start working on this um, and just sort of try to be disciplined with it. Um, and, you know, I probably saw or watched something that like um, from some creator or something. I'm not really sure, but. Yeah, I mean, I stuck with it for until now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you went to, and you went to school for it, right? You went to the School of uh, Visual Arts in New York? Yeah, so that all happened later by, like, the series of events that led to me, like, moving to New York and uh, and going to school for it. Like, it's it's pretty wild. Again, because I, I was homeschooled as a kid, you know, so I didn't. I had no like formal training. I had an art class that I went to like, um, like monthly or something for for a year. Um, but that was it. You know, I didn't go to school for it. I didn't go to high school or anything. So yeah, by some miracle, I somehow managed to (laughs) move to New York 
uh, with my family and, and live with my aunt and, and go to um, school of visual arts. Did you move to New York specifically to go there to just happen stand? No, it was, a, it was a lot of family stuff. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I just basically ended up moving to New York with my um, younger brothers and sisters to live with my aunt. And um, yeah, that was just, I I had heard of uh, of school of visual arts. Like there's this band that I really like and uh, the singer in the band is actually a comic creator too, Gerard Way. You might know him. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gerard Way. You might have heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. You might have heard of him. Um, <laughs> no, but I was like a big My Chemical Romance fan. Still am. Sure. Um, and I remember reading in some magazine that that's where he went. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I didn't know that you could go to school for comics. You know what I mean? Okay. Right. And um, that, like, the name of the school kind of always stuck in my head. I, I it must have been like 2005 or something. I read this this article, um, and then yeah, I ended up ended up going there 2011 six years later oh wow yeah and so um during that time were you um i mean were you into comics in terms of like reading them and like following along or were you just like to draw and you liked music or were you actually into reading different things i well i was really into just like reading in general i loved books as a kid um uh but i didn't i didn't discover comics very early well like i did i just i didn't have a comic shop so like my exposure to them was very like weird and sporadic like mm-hmm. i had these french comics from my mom that i couldn't read because i couldn't read french but i would just look at them all the time because you could kind of follow the pictures um i had these really weird like <laughs> christian comics of like you're gonna burn in hell type comic yeah <laughs> that's like a bunch yeah. of chick tracks <laughs> yeah yeah it was like if you don't uh repent you're gonna burn in hell kind of stuff and that scared the shit okay. out of me and that really horrific imagery which is probably uh burned into my brain right. um so there was that <laughs> um and then like i got comics from like um a flea market like i went to a flea market one day with my friend and uh, someone now just emptied out their collection. And there was all these like old Marvel comics, like Punisher and Ghost Rider. And right. I bought like a few of them. And then my friend bought like the whole collection. And I was so jealous. I used to like go over to his house and just like we would hang out and they'd be doing their own thing. And I'd just be like reading his, his comics in his closet. Um, Flea market comics are the best. Yeah, it was, it was that. <laughs> it was the library. Like God bless the library. Whoever put... Um, they put like Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate uh, Fantastic Four, or something, mm-hmm. and I just like tore through those. Um, yeah, I just I didn't have a shop, so it was like I had to just sort of like stumble upon them in all these weird places, right? Um, and you know, because I was I I really loved to read, and reading comics just sort of felt like reading on steroids or something. Um, I don't know, I just really liked them, and. Um, I didn't really make comics uh, when I was younger, though. Like, I I think I made, like, two pages. Um, I had, like, this whole story worked out, and I drew two pages, and I was like, this sucks, and I just continued to just draw something else. Um, was so, it yeah. a family of inanimate objects? Yeah, yeah. Well, this was, this no, this was after that phase. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I had broken out of that. All right, um, all right. Yeah, I was into, like, you know, superhero, mutant people, uh, experiments or something uh-huh um 
Yeah, I wish I could say that I like was like trying to make comics at a young age, but I was really just like drawing like pinups and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So when was it that you did first start trying to, you know, make comics? When I went to school. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Which, you know, it seems like probably not the right time to be doing that. You should probably uh you should probably sort of get a, a little bit of a grasp on it before you go to college for it. Um like I studied before I went to SVA, I, I just studied art at a community college and went there for a couple of years, but I didn't mm-hmm. make any comics. It was all just like illustration work. So when the time came for me to pick my major at SVA, I remember being like, well, what the hell do I do? Like, I really like comics, but I should probably do illustration because that's what I'm like. That's what I do or whatever. But right. I have experience in, if you can call it that. Um. Yeah, for whatever reason, I was just like, I want to, I want to learn comics, and I, I went into it. And at first, I thought like I really made a big mistake because it's very hard. <laughs> it's, it's very hard <laughs> to make comics. Um, it's very hard to draw with with ink, mm-hmm. pen, and brush if you've never done that. Like I was using like you know I'd paint, use pencil, but I never really drew in much with with ink. It was like sharpies maybe. When you're, you know, you're at school and you're, you're deciding to pick your major and, you know, I'm, you know, I, I have no artistic ability whatsoever. I, I see other, other folks do it and see like how hard it is. But mm-hmm. when you're there, are you learning like traditional and are you learning digital as well? It was mostly all traditional. Um, okay. I did take a few, like, like I took a coloring class that was probably, um, I think that was my only real like fully digital class, which I'm really glad that I did take that because, you know, I also color some of my comics and right. I was very like, I had no experience like using computers at all, really. Um, and so like, you know, you got to learn how to scan your stuff and clean it up and format everything. If you are making your own books, you got to learn how to use like InDesign and, you know, mm-hmm. design your book and everything. So I learned how to do all of that, luckily which is like super useful. I actually wish I had taken more of those types of classes like design or more um, sort of digital stuff, type stuff. But yeah, most of it was, was traditional. Um, a lot of it just like, you know, like uh, techniques or whatever, a lot of storytelling classes. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. And so had, making comics now, do you do like a mix of, traditional and digital or or how are you working now yeah i've been um for a while well for a while i was doing everything traditional except for the coloring um but um i found it really i i mean i still kind of do i find it difficult to draw with a pencil just because of the kind of mark that it is i like to um i like to see things in like bigger shapes and sort of block out areas quickly and with a pencil that's kind of hard for me to do i just can't really mm-hmm. see things the way i want to draw right um it it make more sense to me to draw like with a marker but then it's like you can't move things you can't tweak things you can't edit things as much it would be like a much more time consuming so i was like i've been doing uh like digital pencils um for several years now so I'll, I'll draw everything in pencil and print it out in blue line on bristol board um and then ink over that oh, okay yeah 
And then so like for something like Shanghai Red, which I um you colored that yourself. Yeah. So is that kind of like what you you did with that? Would you then like have to scan it back in and then color it all digitally? Yeah. So I started um I started that like process of penciling digitally um with Shanghai, but it was it was a little uh it was a little uh worse at the time. Like I um I didn't have a printer that could print on on Bristol. So you would have to like print it out on like eight and a half by 11, the page. And then like, mm-hmm. it would come in like two parts. So you'd have to tape <laughs> it together and then put the Bristol <laughs> over that and then light box over the pencils. So the room would have to be very dark. I couldn't really do, I couldn't really ink during the day. It was like a whole process. Oh my gosh. Um, and then I was also drawing on a tablet. So like I drew that whole book on like my little tablet instead of like, cause like normally what I have now is like a Cintiq, you can draw on the screen. It's like, it's a lot easier, but I was working well on right. like a little 10 inch like tablet drawing everything. I don't know how it came out um, the way that it did, but I, I got pretty good at it over time and then eventually got a Cintiq. Yeah, it seems like that would be, I mean, especially something with like, uh, with Shanghai Red, which I mean, it, you're, you're dealing with a lot of like intricate details because of like when it's said you're talking about the you know where in the town the docks the boat like there's so many it seems it would be hard to cram all of those details it was very yeah it was very difficult (laughs) (laughs) also not smart um if i can impart any advice to any uh, creators out there even if something is is expensive and 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 out of your your means, it's probably worth it for the time alone that you'll save. Um, like, probably would have been smart for me to somehow figure out how to get a Cintiq just because of how time consuming it could be on a tablet. I don't well, know. It turned- <laughs> how many hours were wasted using that? Thing. Right. It did. It turned out great, though. Thank it's a great you. comic. Appreciate it. Um, working with uh, 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 Christopher Sabella. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I read, I don't know if I read it somewhere or maybe watched a, another interview as I was preparing for this, but did you have to go back and like halfway through like the first issue and, and end up recoloring it as you were like getting more pages of the script? No, that was, <laughs> I didn't have to do anything. I did it on my own because oh, I'm okay. um, <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, it wasn't the coloring, it was the drawing itself. And I, I'm uh, glad I did it because... I mean, those just that first issue was so rough. Um, I was still figuring out how the hell I wanted to to draw. I mean, I, I still am, but um, at that time, I just really didn't know what the hell I was doing, <laughs> inking wise, drawing wise, just so many things, just kind of like figuring it out. I was actually looking at the art the other day, and I feel like I I feel like I kind of figured it out probably by like issue four. I kind of like I got a good grasp of like of how I was drawing. Like if you compare right. those first uh, couple pages that I did, it's just everything is so different. So yeah, I went back in and just redrew a bunch of faces, a bunch of hands. It made it look a little more sterile because I was like doing it digitally. And like when you do it that way, things can kind of look like a little, I don't know, lifeless, a little tight, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it was definitely the, the right decisions because because <laughs> Some of those, some of those drawings were not good. I I was wondering, how did you end up working um, on that? I mean, you were artist and and co creator, yeah, um, with Sabella. And so, how did the two of you first kind of uh, connect to start w- working on Shanghai Red? 
He just messaged me on Tumblr one day. I had been posting stuff to Tumblr um, since I was in school. Okay. So I was putting up like my the stuff I did for my thesis, my senior year, um, drawings that I'd been doing. And um, some of it was comics. Um, and so he saw that and and reached out to me. And yeah, that was it. Wow. Um, and so, you know, um, in terms of, you know, the plot, uh, I mean, there wasn't too much time between Shanghai Red and and starting on the plot. So, how, what was like the the timeline to go from there and uh, you know to start working on the the plot with Tim Daniel and Michael Morisi at Ball? Um, yeah, I think I had like just finished it, or I was about to finish it, or something. This was like 2018 when I got a mm-hmm. message from them. Um, I think it was 2018, and. Yeah, it just seemed like a no-brainer to me. Like I I I loved the idea of the story and like the setting, especially. Um, I like that it's, you know, it was set in the 70s and it's just kind of like you're just following a small group of people. Um so yeah, it was like almost immediately after um, I think. Shanghai, I I worked on that for a long time. Like it was a it was a brutal kind of period of just like working on it here and there and doing other things and do a illustrative work. And, um, it was a process. I was doing that right. at the same time that I was doing children of the woods, which was then called, uh, the black woods. Um, All right. Uh, written by Joe, uh, Tiano. Joe Tiano, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I was doing both of those books at the same time and like just random illustration stuff. And it just, it just took a long time for that book to come out. <laughs> um, so when it finally did come out, it was like a it was a relief and to kind of be done and to move on to something new. And right, yeah, the plot was the plot was great. So when you when uh, they reach out to you about that, like, did they have a, a script yet for you to start getting involved in? I think they had like the brief synopsis. They had the, some like concept art, some like. Um, like cover mm-hmm. mock-ups so they had like visually some stuff for me to work on but it was just like the a synopsis of the story i don't think they had any script yet okay but, you know i love that that alone was enough for me to to want to do it right um what about was, in, in terms of the design of the uh uh like the, the bog monster like oh. um how did that come about because that i think is so it's it's almost i mean it's humanoid but, <laughs> but yeah. it's 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 very different. I mean, I, I I'm hard pressed to think of like exactly where, uh, like what what could possibly have been like the influences for that. It's like a just a very unique type of creature in terms yeah. of how misshapen it almost is in, yeah. in places. Um, yeah, I was kind of curious as to how that, yeah, how how you came to that. They sent me a bunch of stuff. I mean, a lot of the like the design ideas were. Um what came from Michael and and Tim. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget what it was. It was like some kind of weird sculpture art or something. Like, I think it was some artist making these figures that had like, um, they were again, like humanoid and they had like moss and all this stuff kind of like drooping off them, kind of like swamp thing esque or whatever, but they look more sickly and kind of creepy. It was very like, it was, to this day, some of the coolest reference I've been given. Um, so it was not hard to come up with something um, right. from 
from that like framework or whatever. To me, it was like the harder thing is like, oh, well, how will this thing like stand or like move or whatever? Because it's, things can look pretty goofy if you don't like if they don't look right or they don't you know their posture isn't creepy or right um so yeah that was kind of the trick of it for me um but like just drawing like the head or the face of it came pretty pretty quickly although i do feel like it kind of morphed a little bit throughout like this series like which just makes sense because like the face of it does change it kind of like is like never the same right um, but yeah, I was like always trying to like, I mean, when you work on any book, I feel like even when you're drawing people, it's like over time, you kind of like figure it out. So there's this kind mm-hmm. of like transformation from issue to issue. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, something that's really fun to draw. And I, I miss drawing that thing. <laughs> uh, also another thing about the, the plot. Um, I really, I really love in terms of the architecture. I mean, I feel like the house in of itself is kind of a central mm-hmm. character that kind of, you know, anchors this family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt like there was always such a great sense of place in terms of where the characters were in the house, like mm-hmm. what what the interior and exterior looked like at different times when yeah. I, um, when it was like flooding. It, it just all it was very like well done in terms of um, that that style uh, and. I was curious. So, with things like that, did you did you use like some type of reference for it, or like kind of what did you lean on to do like the architecture side of of the place? Yeah, well, see, to me, I look at like I I wish I had pushed it further, like the reference, because well, I mean, it works for a lot of it because it's like it's all black and you can't really see anything, and that's kind of how I like to do those scenes. Mm-hmm. There are a few that are really good, like where you can see like the banister and like the. Um, yeah, the banister and the staircase. Like, I really like um, the design. I like the vine type thing. Um, I just mm-hmm. wish I had leaned into that more, I guess. But yeah, um, I uh, I just looked at references of like those those style of houses, uh, like like what is it, old English or whatever. Um, and uh, I think I just I, I found this one particular house. I was like, that's that's what it should look like. Or they might've even given me some reference for the house too. They probably did. But, mm-hmm. um, the bigger thing was just like, cause I'd run into this problem with Shanghai of like not properly figuring out the floor plan of a space that you, uh, that's a reoccurring space in a, in a story. So uh-huh. when you're, you're drawing a scene, you're like, well, if they just came from the kitchen and they came here, like where you have to know where everything kind of is. So you, basically have to do like some kind of floor plan and kind of know where everything is. Um, so yeah, I drew like a floor plan of like, this is where this is, this is where that is. Um, and that was just kind of like my guide for like the whole thing. There are some things you're just like, oh, I'm in this like new room and like, I guess this would go here and you kind of have to like add it on mm-hmm. um, as you go. If you're not aware of that, that room or whatever. Right. But yeah, it's just like a lot of planning of like, what the space would look like, um, how all the rooms connect and everything. Um, yeah. Are, are you a fan like yourself of, uh, of horror, either horror movies or horror comic? I am. I wouldn't say I'm like, I'm definitely not a scholar of horror. I didn't grow up with it really. Right. Um, as a kid, I wish I did, but, um, yeah, I, I had very limited, um, uh, 
was not exposed to a lot of horror as a kid. I guess okay. I say. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I love it. It's like, it's kind of the genre I prefer to work in the most, although I haven't, you know, I haven't worked in every genre, but, um, yeah. <laughs> do you, is there anything like when you started to branch out, you know, if you weren't exposed to something as a kid and then you start to get into it, is there anything you like you saw it out and you're like, Oh, I've heard people talk about this and now I need to go back and catch up and, Oh yeah, I mean, that's basically everything. <laughs> <laughs> but was there any like horror film in particular that you were like, and that you felt lived up to uh, the hype you had heard about? I mean, again, there are so many like movies like that because, like, as yeah. a kid, I didn't grow up with TV, so it was like, okay, I whatever movies I could watch were just like whatever DVDs we happened to buy, and like I didn't really uh-huh. buy any, so it was like whatever was in our house. Um, okay. There are there there are some movies that I am like religiously um, aware of, and like I have seen <laughs> a billion times. Okay. Um, but okay. yeah, you know, there's like movies that I, you you would think everyone should see. Like I've never seen Ghostbusters. I've never seen uh, a lot of classics like that. Oh, okay. Kind of like I have a list of like oh I should probably watch this like <laughs> immediately and just haven't. Um, but as far as like one example, I don't know. I had to do a crow commission a while ago, a couple of years ago, and I'd never seen the crow. Okay. So I watched that and I was like, oh yeah, I get why people like this. This is great. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you, have you still not seen Ghostbusters? Still not seen it. Well, that's one of my favorites. So I'll, I'll throw my hat in the ring for, uh, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. So yeah, it's just, there, there are so many of those examples that it's kind of like, right. it almost feels hopeless because it's like, yeah. uh, you know, I just, I just got to tear through the list at some point and yeah. actually, like spend a week just watching all these movies. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, I, you know, I, I have it now with comics because I, like, I, my, my dad would take my brother and I to the comic book shop when I was a kid. I've I mentioned that before on this podcast and my dad would just get like a couple number one. He like mm-hmm. would buy comics like it was going to he- be his investment plan. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so then for years, I didn't read comics. So there's, you know, when I have somebody talking you know, to me that they hear I like comics and they start talking about like I've read very few like Marvel comics in my yeah. life. So when yeah. folks start wanting to say like talk, start talking about the X-Men, I'm like, I, I've seen the movies, but yeah. I haven't, yeah. you know, because yeah. it seems daunting to dive in and yeah. cross the things off the list. I am I am not steeped in uh you know in Marvel and DC in the way that I I kind of wish that I was you know what I mean right like, again I was exposed to to uh, superhero comics as a kid but I wasn't like you know I wasn't picking up every arc of yeah every story and following it uh, you know from the beginning of time so oh sure so it's just and like sporadic we'll- stories here and there that right. I'm aware of. But now you've done some work for DC, right? You've done yeah. the Batman Fortnite. You did work on the Joker. Present. I mentioned it in the beginning and in the intro. The Joker presents a, a puzzle box, and um, I think you did like some Batman secret files as well. Yeah, Batman, uh, the Peacekeeper, like origin story. Yeah, right, right. And so, um, I mean, but ha- how have you enjoyed kind of playing in that world? I I have really loved it. Um, it was a very scary thing to do. <laughs> yeah. It feels, you know, when you're having to draw Batman in any capacity, it just right. feels like this is too big for me. <laughs> right. Right. Um, it was a lot of fun <laughs> to do though. Um, uh, 
yeah, it was uh, it was great. Uh, I hope to do more stuff with DC down the road. And the Batman Fortnite, you got to draw not only Batman, but um, one of the my the, the newer characters, the Joker, uh, or the um, Batman who laughs, Batman right? Who laughs, yeah. Batman who laughs. Superman was in it. Wonder Woman was in it. Like briefly, yeah. Uh, there was a whole splash where there was a bunch of characters. Right, right. Um, <laughs> which was funny for me because again, like because I'm so like not like a nerd about these things, I don't know all these characters. Yeah. <laughs> when I was drawing that, there's a particular splash where like the good guys but the, the bad guys are clashing. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm drawing all these, I'm trying to figure out all these characters to put in here because you got like a million different ones. And so like they sent me some reference and like but it like wasn't enough where I was like, I'm going to put this character in here. And I ended up putting like, I don't remember who it was, but it was a bad, that was a villain character on the mm-hmm. good side. Cause I was like, right. not aware. <laughs> and they were like, by the way, he's a bad guy. And I was like, shit. <laughs> by I the way, Captain, all of my credibility. Captain Cold, switch sides. He's yeah. on the good guys now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn it. I've been had. They know I'm a fraud. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes, you know? I mean, it's yeah, so it, was a, it was a very, like, well, I wasn't, it wasn't a very obscure character, but it was for me. I don't remember who it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was very cool. Funny. Do, just to, to be able to draw right. all those characters and like some of my favorites, like I got to draw Clayface, which was so cool. Oh, Clayface, I think is my favorite Batman villain. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, he's, He's a character that has uh, fl- flirted with uh, being on the, the 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 good side as well, depending mm-hmm. on who is 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 writing and, and drawing the run. But um, yeah. yeah, I think I saw on I don't know if it was uh, on on your Instagram or or somewhere like uh, or if you had done this as a commission, but it was a Batman with Clayface, yeah, yeah, and that was his a fist was the the ball, yeah. the spike ball, yeah, which yeah. was I mean, just gorgeous. Uh, I mean, it was phenomenal. Um, and and so. Uh, you know, I know. Just curious in terms of what stuff you have uh, coming up. I know you also recently did an issue because I've been uh, buying it as it as it comes out. I think you did issue seven of uh, what's the furthest place from here? Yeah, yeah. Which was, I, I love that series. I love what uh, Matthew Rosenberg and, and Tyler Boss are doing with it. Um, that's got to be, I would imagine, pretty fun to kind of play like in that world. Yeah, and I'm like friends with them, so it was um, it was a lot of fun to get to work with them. Um, I also just like just the story in general was just kind of like um, like it's its own sort of standalone thing from the right, series. You can, yeah, you can read it independently, um, which I think yeah. was really smart for them to do with the for yeah for that, anyone that reading arc. it. It's you yeah. got to do the issue where it kind of shows like uh, the the city fall. You know mm-hmm. what like what kind of led to. Yeah, or the, the day that led to the events in um that we, when we find all the uh, the kids in the uh, in the beginning of the series. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah. And they were nice enough to sort of give me the story because I know that like they they tried to tailor all of those like um uh, for lack of a better term, fill in artist uh, stories. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of tailor it, tailor it to the artist, and um, so yeah, like getting to draw like the creepy strangers and like. Um, all the kind of horror stuff about it was was a lot of fun, right? And so now, are you involved with the the with Ashcan Press Comics as well? 
Yeah. So I guess, um, I mean, I can't really talk about it, but you know, it was announced right. and everything. I am doing more stuff with them eventually. Um, cool. It, it will be a while before there'll be any more news about it, but yeah. Okay. I'm excited to do more with them. Yeah. That's exciting. I I'm, I'm big fans of theirs, you know, uh, four kids walk into a bank and, mm-hmm. um, you know all the stuff that Matthew Rosenberg has done for DC and uh, Tyler Boss's Dead Dog Bite, which I think he did a variant cover for. Yeah, times, right? for Tyler, Tyler and me actually we went to SVA together, so like, oh okay, we were in a lot of the same classes. I saw like he did his he did uh, um, for kids um, for like a senior project, mm-hmm. so I got to see like him working on it at, at the the very beginning. It was really cool. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Well, I, I imagine the uh, connection of the the music connection with what's the furthest place from here. You know, every issue they had a special edition come out with a record had to be pretty uh, um, exciting for you to work on as well, just in terms of your connection to music. Yeah, I, I had absolutely zero input in that, um, rightly so, because I don't know what the hell I'd be doing. With, I don't know how they got <laughs> any of those artists. I mean, it's awesome. No, it's... I know. Actually, I do know because Matt, Matt is very steeped in yeah yeah and, it's uh, pretty, yeah. pretty impressive but yeah um so but um, still it's a fun connection with you oh no it's not very deciding cool. art or music and then being involved in a series like that yeah no it's very cool uh, is there anything else that you're working on that you you know can talk about uh not really i'm currently okay. working on a thing that will be out next year um can't really say much about it but it it, it is right. sort of in the vein of horror ish sort of okay um yeah i can't i can't really talk about it but it, it will that's, be very cool that's awesome well we'll yeah. you know i'll put links in for people to follow you on you know social media and so we can find out when when those things are announced um you know you said you like working in, in the horror genre but are there are there other genres or other things that you eventually would like to tackle like things on your your list of stuff you would you know like to worlds you'd like to play in fantasy or science fiction or slice of life type of stuff yeah actually i mean i like um i like slice of life type stuff i have some idea well because i want to do my own stories as well um uh-huh. like a, the idea of a slice of life sort of horror story i mean it's getting into horror but um really appeals to me um fantasy is another one because uh, I, I i grew up reading a lot of fantasy and you know even to this day, playing a lot of fantasy games. That's like a, a genre I really love. So okay. something like that would be cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, yeah. Well, you mentioned games. What do you, what do you mean? Like, like, like D and D like role-playing games or like tabletop type of stuff? No, like I just, I just beat Elden Ring fairly recently. Oh, okay. Video me games. Many, many hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, there are plenty to choose from. Uh, there are a lot of really great ones. So. Yeah, I've just been kind of, I don't know, I love those games, like the particularly uh, from software, they're the mm-hmm. developer that makes those games. And I've been, I haven't played all of them. So like I, I first started playing, um, I don't know if you're aware of them, like like Bloodborne, Dark yeah. Souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I started playing those a couple of years ago. I've just been absolutely uh, hooked with them. So. Oh, nice. Well, it's good to have like a, an outlet when you're not drawing and doing everything else you know oh yeah it's, it, it was a little too much of an outlet with Elden Ring if I, <laughs> you don't want to know the hours I sent it sank into that game <laughs> no I you're 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 not alone 
<laughs> you're not alone. So I'm sure you're very, very good company. I used to, I, I haven't played video games in a while just because um, by the time I, I have two kids and by the time they're asleep, I am usually shortly uh, close behind. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, <Yeah. laughs> but um, all right, well, Josh, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on and just talking to me today for the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big fan of your work and um, can't wait to see what other stuff you have um, you have coming out. And to any listeners who have not read Shanghai Red or The Plot, or, or Children of the Woods, actually, yeah. all three are incredible series. They're all at the, the top of my list, but especially, especially The Plot is just one of my favorites it's just the dynamite creative team it's a fantastic story um and your artwork in it is is uh is is tremendous um, thank you really, really, really appreciate good. it thank you um so uh for comic book yetis cryptid creator corner this is uh jimmy gasparro and i just again like to thank josh for coming on the program and um i will uh you know if you like the my my ramblings and uh, my uh uh stammering interview style please like and subscribe and you can listen to more of this um so uh for comic book yeti again jimmy gasparro i hope you liked it thanks a lot and i'll see you next time uh thanks josh thanks jimmy appreciate it this is byron o'neill one of your hosts of the cryptid creator corner brought to you by comic book yeti we hope you've enjoyed this episode of our podcast please rate review subscribe all that good stuff It lets us know how we're doing, and more importantly, how we can improve. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Cryptid Creator Corner, maybe you would enjoy our sister podcast, Into the Comics Cave. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.